Mountain State Mysteries contains adult content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Courtney. And this is Mountain State Mysteries. Today, we want to tell you the story of a Mingo County Sheriff who was murdered after only serving three months and two days in his position, and the corruption in a small town's justice system. This is the story of Walter Eugene Crum. Walter Eugene Crum was a graduate of Birch High School and began his career in law enforcement as a correctional officer for four years, serving with the Mate Juan and Dale Burton police department in Mingo County, West Virginia. Crum also served as a police officer in the Matewan Police Department while working with Chief Dave Stratton for 11 years before accepting the chief of police position with the town of Del Barton. After achieving the role of chief of police in Del Barton, Crum stepped down and ran successfully for the office of Mingo County Magistrate. He served 10 years on the bench as a Mingo County Sheriff. While he was waiting to take the office, he was hired by the prosecuting attorney C. Michael Sparks as a special investigator for the Mingo County's prosecutor's office. Eugene Crum had nearly three decades of direct law enforcement experience as his qualification to become sheriff. Crum's term as sheriff of Mingo County was brief, but made a huge impact. Within the 93 days that Crum was the sheriff of Mingo County, he had 57 felony drug convictions. According to the Mingo County Circuit Judge Michael Thornsbury, Crum had done more than any other sheriff had done in the previous 30 years, and he had made more indictments than Mingo County had seen in the previous eight years. As sheriff, Crum was determined to put a stop to illegal drug trafficking in the county. As a sign of dedication to Mingo County and to his passion in law enforcement, Crum would eat his lunch in his official cruiser every day, just to observe a pill mill that had been shut down a few years before to make sure it did not open again. Even before Crum took office as sheriff in January, He worked day and night making arrests and obtaining indictments while he was a drug task force commander. While Sheriff Crum, his deputies, and other law enforcement agencies in Mingo County worked to wipe out crime, especially targeting drug dealers, Crum had received personal threats because of his fight to stop prescription drug abuse. When Crum was confronted by Judge Michael Thornsbury about the threats, that he had been receiving. He said, I'm fighting back. I'm going to fight the good fight. It was only minutes later that he was murdered. Judge Thornsbury was later sentenced to four years in prison for corruption 
scheme involving a defendant who had information about crimes illegal prescription use and campaign contributions violations. You're listening to Mountain State Mysteries. Crum was shot at point-blank range while sitting in his official vehicle in a parking lot while he was eating his lunch at the corner of 3rd at the corner of 3rd Avenue and Harvey Street on Wednesday, April 3rd, 2013 in Williamson, West Virginia, a little bit afternoon. Tennis Melvin Maynard, 37, of Raglan, West Virginia, walked up to the sheriff's SUV and at point-blank range allegedly shot Crum in the forehead and temple region, killing him instantly. After killing him, Maynard fled from the scene, traveling south on US-52 towards Dale Barton, where he was shot and transported to a regional medical center in Logan County, West Virginia, and was later transferred to Cabell Huntington Hospital in Huntington, West Virginia. Crum was pronounced dead at the scene, by the Mingo County Medical Examiner Mike Casey and was transported to the West Virginia Medical Examiner's Office in Charleston, West Virginia for an autopsy. The handgun, allegedly used to murder Crum, was confiscated from Maynard's vehicle and was identified by the Mingo County Sheriff's Department Sergeant Joe Smith as a compact 40 caliber Glock handgun. Resident Jerry Klein stood near the site of the murder hours later, the drug crackdown clearly at the forefront of his thoughts. He said he told them right before he got in as sheriff, if you're dealing drugs, I'm coming after you. I'm cleaning this town up, Klein said. He got out just to do one thing, and that's to clean up this town. That's all that man tried to do. Melvin Maynard, Tennis Melvin's father, said his 37-year-old son developed mental issues as he was exposed to chemicals on a job in an Alabama coal mine. His father would not elaborate on what kind of mental health problems his son had, but he said he believed his son would have shot the first person he saw. He admitted that his son should have been in a hospital, adding that his son had previously been in an institution it was later revealed that Crum coached Maynard in boxing as a child and was accused of abusing him. Crum's funeral was held on Sunday, April 7th at 1 p.m. inside the Mingo Central High School Gymnasium. Several thousand attended the visitation and funeral. Over 500 law enforcement officials were in attendance from all across the United States, including Alaska, California, Mississippi, and Texas, and 273 police cruisers participated in the funeral procession as a show of respect. You're listening to Mountain State Mysteries. Maynard's family claimed that the shooting was motivated by the fact that Maynard was raped by Crum when he was a teenager. Court documents revealed that another rape allegation was brought up against Crum. It is alleged that Crum raped a 19-year-old woman in 2002 in the back of a police cruiser, 
while two officers sat in the front, turning up the radio to cover up the attack. The allegations are part of a wider investigation into the murky world of Mingo County where all allegations of murder, public corruption, illegal drugs, moonshine, and illicit affairs have rumbled for decades. In an article, Devana Ball said, I've heard the stories. It's not true. I don't believe it. I've known Crumb for decades. If it was true, why didn't it come out when he was running for sheriff? Why are they waiting for the man to be dead to bring it out? He's a hero. He'll stay our hero. He's a good man. From all of my research, I could tell that the town of Williamson was basically divided over this. Some believe that he did it, and some just didn't. It was basically a he said, she said situation going on, and the only people who really knew are the ones who were there. After the death of Crum, James Smith, who ran against Eugene, was appointed sheriff. Not too long after the murder of Eugene Crum, accusations of corruption in the Mingo County justice system began to come to light. As the FBI was investigating the motives for Eugene's murder, in a Charleston Gazette article, it stated that the investigation had been going on for over a year at this point. The former U.S. Attorney Booth Goodwin's office was over it. During this time, there were claims that Crum had been purchasing prescription painkillers. According to these claims, he owed George White, the man who made the signs for his campaign, $3,000. Allegedly, Crum didn't want to pay, and he reached out to other people in the legal system to get the man put away on drug charges. Two involved have denied all allegations, but one was expected to plead guilty. In the article, it stated that Eugene just owed 3000 when it came to all the materials owed for his campaign with no mention of drugs. It was after George White was arrested, he said he had been selling pills to Eugene. When it was found out that George was talking, there was a rumor that there was an attempt to replace his lawyers by the corrupt officials. His current lawyer was acting as a middleman between his client and the police. White actually agreed to change lawyers due to the fact he knew the corruption in the legal system would make sure that he was found guilty. Allegedly, with him agreeing to the deal, he was sentenced to 1 to 14 years for selling drugs to an undercover cop. From what I've seen in my research, most people in the town of Williamson knew about the corruption and knew what to expect with the outcome because it wasn't uncommon for people to plead guilty either way. According to the same article, there were other charges pending against Crum. The FBI was investigating Mingo County Sheriff Eugene Crum for money laundering by arranging to buy campaign signs with cash obtained from a doctor convicted of running a pill mill. According to a federal search warrant, the warrant that was unsealed Last week, Dr. Diane Schaefer paid hundreds of thousands in cash to George White to make Eugene's signs. According to the warrant issued to search Crum's phone, the FBI was also investigating whether Crum committed mail fraud by submitting fake campaign disclosure forms by mail. 
and also if Crumb possessed legal drugs and if he intended to distribute those drugs. In September 2012, Diane pled guilty and was sentenced to six months for the misuse of her Drug Enforcement Administration registration number. In the plea, it came as a result of a federal probe that examined more than 118,000 prescriptions that Diane had given out since 2003. Someone who knew Eugene and the others involved talked to the U.S. Today in September 2013 and said he's dead and he can't defend himself. But I knew him all of his life and I never knew him to be involved in it. As far as we knew, it was all nice people. We don't know who to trust now. In the same USA Today article, it said last month federal prosecutors charged George Thornsbury with an unrelated conspiracy. They say they had a powerful judge of 16 years had an affair with his secretary and repetitively tried to frame her husband for crimes he did not commit after she broke things off. You're listening to Mountain State Mysteries. In 2015, Eugene's widow filed a lawsuit against the funeral home and several county officials over the burial expenses. She claimed in the suit that two Mingo County commissioners and a former commissioner had told her that they would handle the expenses of the funeral, at which point the funeral home put together an elaborate funeral before sending her the bill. The suit was dismissed by the county circuit court and the decision was appealed to the state Supreme Court, which further backed up the decision. The reason it was ruled this way is that there was apparently no contract in place between Rosie and the commissioners. If all of this is true, it's so messed up. We both know how expensive funerals can be, but to have one be elaborate and held in a high school, you know it's going to cost a pretty penny. Again, From my research, I'm not sure what she did, but I can't help but feel bad for her. She lost her husband, therefore losing half of her income. She gets told the funeral will get covered, then she gets the bill. Then to top it all off, she's dealing with her husband's reputation being drugged through the mud. In 2018, Tennis was evaluated again to see if he was competent enough to stand trial. He was actually deemed competent at the time. A member of the prosecutor's office, Chuck Miller, said that at this point that he expected Maynard's defense to try to put forward an insanity plea. In Metro News article, Miller said competency is an issue whether or not you can stand trial. One insanity goes to your state of mind at the time of the crime. During his competency hearing, media was not allowed inside the hearing, but according to court officials, Kittle ruled that Maynard should have been sent back to the Sharp Hospital for further evaluation. Kanawha County Prosecutor Chuck Miller said Kittle felt more information was needed. The issue of competency of the defendant has been before the court for some time, and there was a hearing yesterday on that issue. The judge in the case, Kittle, returned him to Sharp Hospital for further evaluation. With an update in 90 days, the judge felt additional information was needed. 
Since the incarceration of Tennis, his father, who served as the spokesperson of the family, passed away. Tennis has been in a mental hospital in Weston, West Virginia since 2018. As of right now, I haven't been able to find any more updates since the trial from 2018. I'm not sure if his mental state has gone down or if they got a second opinion on him. As far as Rosie is concerned, according to a Herald Dispatch article, I've been a train wreck since all of this happened, but I finally kind of moved on with my life. I hope the justice system does what they are supposed to do. She is convinced that the claims against her husband are false. She said, I know what kind of husband I had. To this day, we still have no idea the true motive as to why Tennis targeted Eugene. Could it be from the sexual assault he suffered as a child? Could it be from his mental issues? Either way, there's a lot of people out there who believe Tennis knew exactly what he was doing. state mysteries we're going to tell you the story of a woman whose death to this day is a local legend if you find yourself enjoying mountain state mysteries take a second to rate it on your favorite podcasting service it helps others find good true crime podcasts don't forget to share our episode and follow us on instagram facebook tiktok and wherever you listen to podcasts for the show notes check out our website mountainstakemysteriespodcast.com